Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Flagrant Pod, a true-ish, crime-ish podcast covering the NBA's most scintillating conspiracy theories. I'm your host, Sierra, and today I have on each arm a beautiful woman because I am joined by Flagrant Founding Mothers, Ashton and Alex. <laughs> wow, okay. I love it. <laughs> I, even, I think it's I great. I have been able to not get through an intro in a long time. Do we push through it or I doing it again? <laughs> I mean, I think it's fine. Push it's through great. it. We also have with us, with us a very special guest, interviewer extraordinaire, Jeremy Tache. Hey, friends. Hello. Hey. How are you? Hey, Jeremy. Thank you for the pageantry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. If there's one thing we've got. It's pageantry. It's, it's the only thing we've got. Yeah, I was gonna say what we lack in substance and knowledge, we make up for in pageant pageantry and bits. Perfect. That's all I could ask for. Well, welcome to the podcast. We're very happy to have you here. Um, thank you guys for having me. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, we had to bring you on because, um, like we just said, we don't know anything, but you know a lot about the Miami Heat. And today. We brought you on as our number one heat expert because we are going to be discussing whether or not the Miami Heat Big Three was planned years in advance. You familiar, Miami Heat Big Three? Anyone? Very, very familiar. Very excited about this. It changed my whole childhood. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can't even imagine. Well, I was going to ask a question, but let's get into it before we start. All right. When LeBron James decided to take his talents to Miami, it sent a shockwave around the entire sports world. The King was officially entering his hot girl clubbing era, and everybody was either angry, excited, or totally bewildered. No matter what group you belonged to, everyone was wondering, how did we end up here? So, the Miami Heat Big Three. LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, they played in... Um, on Miami from 2010 to 2014. Jeremy, you have been a Heat fan your whole life? Yes. Question mark? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, what uh, was that era like for you? It was incredible. I mean, so you become a Heat fan as a kid. I was born in 1995, uh, and so Dwayne Wade's drafted in 2003. I'm eight years old. They win a championship in 2006, and I thought that was like, everything I could ask for. Oh, one championship. Shaq was here. That was cool. And then very quickly, uh, (laughs) we saw that, you know, once Shaq was gone and then Dwayne Wade got hurt and everything went awry and Michael Beasley ended up on the Miami heat and everybody was sort of wondering if they were ever going to be good again. And as a teenager, (laughs) all of a sudden in 48 hours, it went from this concern that Dwayne Wade was going to leave Miami to then LeBron James, Chris Bosh joining Dwayne Wade in Miami. And it was just like as a kid, as a teenager who was like in high school obsessed with this team, they were the only team that ever won down here uh, when we were kids. The, the Marlins did, but then they got very, 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 very bad very quickly. Uh, it was the coolest thing that ever happened. It was LeBron James. Yeah. It was amazing. Ugh. I can't imagine if LeBron James came to the Blazers. <laughs> I, <cannot imagine. laughs> I mean, we shit when like old ass Carmelo Anthony came to the Blazers. Yeah, <laughs> in like the end of his career. That oh my was God. your LeBron James moment. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It, that was well, it. It. I I was just gonna say, um, I love that you took a moment to kind of clown Michael Beasley because today he was just <laughs> sad about how people were mean to him. <laughs> no, I feel bad. Here, let me say this about Does Michael Beasley. Happen? 
Yeah, no. he like he when he they played at like Oklahoma City or something, and he forgot his shorts, so he was just he like went into the game in black shorts. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he was like, yeah, my cousin died that day, and I forgot my fucking shorts. No, and everybody made he's like, yeah. and the whole world laughed at me. <laughs> oh this my god, <gasps> horrible! Why would this he tell everybody that? This is this is this is the thing about the Heat <laughs> fandom with Michael Beasley too that was so kind of great actually is every single time that guy has been a free agent since he left Miami the Heat fan base has clamored to have him back like mm -hmm. they always embrace sort of the eccentric types right and Michael yeah. Beasley is numero uno mm -hmm. there and if he had not been like needed <laughs> to move for <laughs> LeBron James which I'm sure you know we'll get into at some point uh, he would have probably been a fan favorite, but he wasn't Derrick yeah. Rose, uh, who was drafted the pick before, and Heat fans thought they were going to be the number one pick that year. And so that was part of kind of everything that had happened was Dwayne Wade got hurt, mm. the Heat were bad, they thought they were going to get Derrick Rose, and then it was yeah. Michael Beasley. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which luckily meant LeBron James at the end of the day. Yeah. I think we would all take that. <laughs> yeah, I think you so can kind of Beasley. Shout Sorry out about your Beasley. shorts. <laughs> Sorry yeah. about your cousin. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about your cousin. Yeah, oh mostly. Um, mostly that. Oopsies. Yeah. That is insane, um, though. Yeah, it I is know. insane. I I missed that entire... Did that happen, what, today? Yesterday? I missed yeah, that. Yeah, I missed it. I, oh, I missed it. I've been on Twitter, too. Uh, I think it was like League Fits or something interviewed him. Uh, and I've just been refreshing like, yeah, my own notifications. Really going through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy's busy going viral. He has not been <laughs> yeah. Yeah, checking fine. in on other shit. He's blowing up, <laughs> folks. It's if fine, you guys. didn't actually already know. It's no big deal, but it is a big deal. Yeah, we got him at the perfect time. Yeah. Can I tell a quick story time. about the day LeBron James made the decision? Yes. Oh um, so because I was, I'm trying to figure out age specifically. I think I was 15. Um, because, it, yeah, summer 2010, right? So... Uh, my family and I were in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, strangely enough. I was going to a baseball camp at UNC, and okay. we oh, were boy. at a restaurant called, uh, I think it was called Top of the Hill, which is like, get creative, guys, but uh, <laughs> Top of the Hill, and it was their sports bar, and you know they had like Roy Williams, when he was coaching there, had like his sports radio show there, and I, as a 15-year-old, was like, this is the coolest place in the whole world. And uh, I was there with my family and my brother was six years younger than me. So he's nine wow. and we're standing because the decision is on the TVs at the bar. We've walked from our table over to the bar and we're reading uh, the closed captioning of what's happening because there's no audio. It's just LeBron on the screen. And so oh my God. all I, I can get you audio. No, they were just playing music because it was Chapel Hill. Nobody cared. That was, it was top of the part. hill. Have you ever been there? Yeah. They're big on yeah. music. Have you ever been to the top <laughs> of the hill? Ashton? The top the of the hill loves music. Good they point. just love Good it point. there. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Well, so <laughs> the, the people in North Carolina could not have cared less what was going on. Um, they were mostly rooting for him to go to the Knicks or for him to go to the Bulls. Um, cause we were asking what everybody wanted and, uh, we're watching the TV and all I can remember is seeing the line go taking my talents to, and then it stopped. And then the new line came up on the screen that said South beach. And my brother and I 
screamed oh and ran across the restaurant. <laughs> just, uh, LeBron's coming to Miami. And nobody cared. Not a person right. in the restaurant cared. And you've got these two kids just screaming. And that was <laughs> basically the next you know week was just oh every God. single day that's screaming. So, LeBron so James fun. and Chris Bosh. And it was just, you know, it was the coolest sports childhood moment. Like it'll, yeah. it'll forever be one of the coolest sports moments of my childhood as much as the championships in a weird way. Yeah, because you had to yeah, read it I on a screen. Wait. That's so funny. Yeah, Wild. that's why reading's important, people. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Don't drop out of school. Mm-hmm. I can't wait until I have a fun sports childhood memory. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be sick. There's still time. There's that still is going to be, be so flashed. fun. <laughs> it's going to be so you, big for you. I'm just a baby. Yeah. <laughs> You're just a little baby, that's all. Well, who wouldn't be excited? Because uh, in a span of a summer... Miami gets LeBron James and Chris Bosh to add to Dwayne Wade, who is not going to leave. Um, a little fun fact. Let's do some fun facts about the big three in case people aren't aware who they are. They might not. You never know. We have a lot of people who listen to our podcast who don't watch any basketball. So we don't know. Crazy. <laughs> um, all three players were drafted within the top five in 2003, which is crazy to me because I feel like when you think Dwayne Wade, you're like, yeah, NBA old head. And LeBron's like, I put up 35 points last night. It's crazy. <laughs> like, it's so crazy. He's going to be wild. here forever. I just yeah, feel I like think, he's going to be around I forever. I think it was like I saw – I don't want to misattribute it, but I think it was Ariana Lenarski tweeted today that was like – she was like, LeBron's going to play until he can play with his son so he can get that out of the way. And as soon as we all accept that, the better everything will be. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Honestly, yeah. the longer LeBron stays in the league, the younger I feel. So yeah. I'm cool with him mm-hmm. playing for as long that's as he needs to. Point. Yeah, drag that's it out, bro. Point. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good yeah. one because he'll be like someone's older than me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That rocks. It's yeah. great. <laughs> Barely. Yeah, and once he's out yeah. of the league, he doesn't really exist anymore. So it's like, what good yeah. are you? Yeah. Mm. If you're not it's weird to root for such young kids. Like, it's going to start to feel like I'm watching March Madness when I'm watching the NBA, and I don't really like that. So, yeah. Someone shared <laughs> the birthdays of a G League team a couple days ago, and I, I thought it was all Photoshopped. I couldn't believe it because what was confusing is Amir Johnson was on the team, and he was born in 1989. So that was what really confused me was it was all oh like God, 2003, yeah. 2002, 2002. 1989 and so i thought it was all just meant to make me feel old but no that's the actual age of people in the g league now <laughs> or like the a b c d e f g league am i am i right hey yes. <laughs> oh you think about it they're a b c's yeah <laughs> you know what i mean i'm just <laughs> We were talking oh to our creative God. director, Bethany, the other day. Like, we were in our group chat texting, and she was like, I was thinking of Juan Toscano Anderson, and I saw he was born in 1993, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, baby. And I was like, Bethany. <laughs> I got some bad really news bad for news. you. <laughs> yeah, that's like. That's, I think she said, gets, I don't That's know, pretty old. Was, yeah. Maybe it wasn't 1993. I, I don't know how. I don't think it was 93, but I think still, it's like 97. Seven, maybe. Yeah, because he gets worse, girly. But I was like, yeah, there's like 2003 babies in the league right now. That <laughs> who were whack. born when Dwayne Wade and LeBron and and Melo and Bosh were drafted. Drafted, crazy. Oh wow, yeah, that, that is right. crazy. Um, so the, that's that's the big three. They're all old, is what we've established. That's kind of the point I <laughs> yes. wanted to get across. The old three, <laughs> the old <Yeah>. three. <laughs> um. But they teamed up in Miami 
obviously the biggest piece of that is LeBron James doing the decision to go to Miami. Um, he apparently wants to go because he wants less pressure offensively and feels like he's going to have more success at a championship run if he joins Wade and Bosch, which, yeah, that makes sense. That's fair. Um, what I am not sure of, because this is before I was watching the NBA in general, I what were his seasons like in Cleveland? Was it just like, was he kind of in a helpless situation there? I so I remember, you was, know, the next iteration of LeBron in Cleveland, but I don't remember this iteration of LeBron so in Cleveland. Pre pre Miami, LeBron in Cleveland was mm-hmm. from high school, he's the chosen one, right? Yeah. So we've we've been watching his literal high school basketball games on ESPN. Like that's being aired just yeah. You'll turn on the television and there's That's LeBron right. James at a young, young age with his friends, right? Mm-hmm. And he got to Cleveland and turned them from, like, the worst organization in the league into instantly they were, like, decent, yeah. um, even with him as a rookie. And then they were a playoff team. Yeah, they him. weren't shitty with him. It's not yeah, like, like they immediately, he was helpless. Yeah, but it also was, like with booby gibson and larry hughes and zadrunas ogowskis and ogowskis was good like maybe that's it's just a funny name to say but yeah. <laughs> you know but like booby. the guy yeah that's why i went there first but the <laughs> i know you know comedy uh <laughs> but they were surrounding him with the guys that cleveland always surrounded people with mm-hmm. like nobody was going to cleveland even yeah. if lebron was the chosen one and so like it did feel sort of like what the the narrative was recently before Giannis just won. Was it like, is he going to have to leave Milwaukee to be able to Mm -hmm. do it? That was the thing with LeBron, but LeBron was from Akron, Ohio. So like right nearby and was the savior and the whole thing. So it was, everybody expected him to stay there until he won at least a championship. And so that's why the decision was like, oh, you're not just going to leave us. You're going to leave us for Miami Beach and Mm -hmm. go chase rings with these stars because they can just sign there. The luxury. It became like, it also became like a working class versus upper class. Like there was Mm -hmm. like big like race stuff involved. Like it became like a really big thing when he made that decision. Um, And man, I'll never like forget the first game that they went back to Cleveland was I'll never see another NBA game like it the people yeah. were like rabid against this team and the heat like walked in and they purposely wore all black and then they beat Cleveland by 40 and it was just like they just <laughs> are not took the soul out of this crowd that was like it was la cheater la, you know la traitor mm-hmm. the whole thing it was and it was amazing as he <laughs> we loved it wearing all black is such a classic so like corny lebron move totally yeah that's oh, probably his yeah. call for sure oh, yeah. for sure a hundred percent yeah and they like wore their sponsored beats you know walking into the game you know the whole thing it was yeah yeah yeah, yeah it was that whole era but it was i mean gosh 15 year old jeremy ate that shit up i loved it <laughs> the drama it's so funny yeah. to think about the way the public's opinion of lebron has changed so many times throughout his mm-hmm. career like it's been i mean he was like everyone's favorite up until that point then he was completely villainized Mm -hmm. then he was chill again now everyone's kind of like all right you're at least you know your social media presence like needs a little work they just hate him when he's a coastal elite that's all 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got to be in the Midwest for anybody to like him. That's all. But like, what what do people expect of these players? Win a ring in Minnesota, retire a legend. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he what he was going to serve a twenty year sentence in Cleveland just because he's from there. Like, I don't think that's fair. It's not a sentence, Blazers fan. (laughs) (laughs) No, but every you're talking my language as the Miami guy, but I'm not trying to say. But every (laughs) every like you know biggest player drafted, every huge prospect has to get drafted to like a team that doesn't really have much going for it and like has to Mm -hmm. crawl its way out of that. And it doesn't always happen because of like management or, you know, whatever's in that, whatever's coming up the pipeline. So like LeBron's going to have to just be the only good guy on his team for several years. Like I could understand how that got pretty frustrating. Have you guys ever read the the letter that Dan Gilbert wrote to the fans after LeBron left? No, we, Um, I have a note about it down later on, but I did not, I didn't read it. No, 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 go ahead. As you now know, our former hero who grew up in the very region that he deserted this evening is no longer a Cleveland Cavalier. This was announced with the several day narcissistic self-promotional buildup culminating with a national TV special of his decision, unlike anything ever witnessed in the history of sports and probably the history of entertainment. Clearly, this is bitterly disappointing to all of us. The good news is that the ownership team and the rest of the hardworking, loyal, and driven staff over here at your hometown Cavaliers have not betrayed you, nor never will betray you. You simply don't deserve this kind of cowardly, betrayal. You've given so much and you deserve so much more. In the meantime, I want to make one statement to you tonight. I personally guarantee that the Cleveland Cavaliers will win an NBA championship before the self-titled former King wins one. You can take that to the bank. If you thought we were motivated before tonight to bring the hardware to Cleveland, I can tell you that this shameful display of selfishness and betrayal by one of our very own has shifted our motivation to previously unknown and previously never experienced levels. Some people think they should go to heaven, but not have to die to get there. Sorry, but that's simply not how it works. This shocking act of disloyalty from our homegrown chosen one sends the exact opposite lesson of what we would want our children to learn and who we want them to grow up to become. But the good news is that this heartless and callous action can only serve as the antidote to the so-called curse on Cleveland, Ohio. The self-declared former king will be taking the curse with him down south, and until he does right by Cleveland and Ohio, James, in the town where he plays, will unfortunately own this dreaded spell and bad karma. Just watch. Sleep well, Cleveland. Tomorrow's a new and much brighter day. I promise you that our energy, focus, capital, knowledge, and experience will be directed at one thing and one thing only. Delivering you the championship you have long deserved and is long overdue. Dot, 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 dot. Dan Gilbert, Majority Owner, Cleveland Cavaliers. So LeBron went to hell, yep. but he <laughs> and went also to hell he alive. Broke up with his girlfriend who has a personality disorder. That's what this sounds like. Isn't this <laughs> yeah. wild? Wild. Like, this is a scorned lover ass letter, dude. This yeah. is wild. It's, Some yeah, people so- want to go to heaven without dying. Paraphrase. <laughs> That's it. 
Wait, I want this on a pillow. Every single line is better than the next. And I always wondered, like, how did no one stop this dude from posting this letter? Like, also, you can tell how old he is by how many quotes he uses. Mm -hmm. You don't have to. And ellipses. Yeah, dude. Come on. And a lot of return, return. Just put it in the same sentence. I know. Um, Twenty ten ass writing. uh, Rupee car ass. I was gonna say he's channeling his Rupee car. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. This is amazing. I've never wanted a scripted fucking pillow so bad. Dude, I'm gonna get that for you in a style of like a live, laugh, love framed printout. Please. That's a good idea. So funny. Please. Now that's what I call comedy. Hey, Flagrant Fam, it's Sierra here to talk to you about the greatest hoodie ever made. If you don't already know, now you know that I'm talking about the classic full-zip hoodie from American Giant. In this crazy mixed-up world of digital media and fast fashion, American Giant has embraced the power of local by forging lasting relationships with local manufacturers, workers, and communities. I'm wearing my hoodie right now, and as a certified giant American myself, I must say, the quality of this thing will hit you right over your pretty little head. It's super thick and has great little deets like ribbed cuffs and double reinforced elbows. So whether you're running errands or throwing bows in the paint, this jacket has you covered. If you want your very own zip-up hoodie or any of the other fantastic American Giant products, you can explore their collection of durable essentials at American-Giant.com. And when you use code FLAGRANTFILES at checkout, you get 20% off your order. You heard me right, a special code just for our favorite flagrant freaks. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com. Promo code FLAGRANTFILES. Hey, it's me, the goblin that lives under your bed. Yeah, that's right. I'm real. I know you think about me, freak. What you probably don't know about me is that while you sleep, I waddle around your house hoping to get my greasy mitts on empty cans of buoy beer. Actually, if you could do me a solid and start buying more of it, that would really help me out. It doesn't matter what kind, as long as it's that sweet, sweet buoy brewed in Astoria, Oregon. I'll be I'll pleased, be pleased as, a rotting, as a rotting peach. <laughs> you could buy a Pilsner, an IPA, hell, even a lager. A relationship with the goblin under your bed should be 50-50. You drink delicious buoy beer, and I eat the cans while you sleep, blissfully unaware that a sentient being resides next to your lost socks and dust bunnies. Seriously, would it kill you to clean under here every once in a while? Anyway, buoy beer is the beer of the year. Take it from me, a goblin. Yeah, buoy. So, obviously, Cleveland, not so happy about the decision, but maybe you wouldn't be either because um, there are some fishy facts surrounding this deal, uh, specifically that people think these three were planning to join up in Miami for years before it happened. So, and we'll talk about this more later, but the Heat had, and we did talk about it briefly, the Heat had to clear cap room in order to obtain all three. So they had to know, they had to somehow know we're going to land LeBron. We're going to land Chris Bosh. Um, and people think the idea might have been formed when the three players were teammates for USA Basketball in 2006. Um, and then this rumor was fueled when at a rally for the Heat, he said that he and his new teammates had been talking about the deal for, quote, months when the news had just recently broken. He later acknowledged a slip up and said that he meant to say days. That's not true. I didn't hear him say it. 
<laughs> I've never seen the clip or anything. I know for a fact you did not mix up months and days, Chris Bosch. Yeah. Which I love Chris Bosch, by the way. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, who does? Shout out Chris Bosch. I love, I love Chris Bosch. He yeah. was my favorite like when they first came together, the the want to be like I was a real wannabe hipster as a kid. I wasn't oh, actually yeah. mm. a hipster, but I was like hipster culture is cool. But I don't understand mm-hmm. it because I live in suburbia in South Florida. It didn't make any sense, yeah. right? Yeah. But the little wannabe hipster in me was like, oh, opt LeBron and Dwayne Wade. I like Chris Bosh. You know, <laughs> yeah, like that yeah. was the cool thing to do. And yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you remember him signing with the team going on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, cracking jokes, being like, look at this guy. He's so personable. Yeah, Had he's like, like in yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. too he's like mm-hmm. like randomly yeah, you'll be watching a show stuff. and you'll be like Chris Bosch <laughs> yeah okay yeah. was he in Parks and Rec or yeah, something Parks and yeah. Rec. yeah he was in, yeah. <laughs> I feel like he was in an SVU episode or something and I also he think he was in um Entourage I think mm. huh a lot of good the guitar. that's a fun fact I'm pretty sure really? oh really he's incredible okay. at the guitar huh. and he learned okay. it while he was in Miami like he just picked it up Oh and is God. incredible. Yeah. He's like out busking okay. on the streets of Miami. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the three of them weren't the only people sequestered together um, for Team USA in Japan. They were together uh, trying to build team chemistry before the team playing. But also there was um, the son of the Heat, billi- the Heat's billionaire or- owner, um, Nick and Arison. Arison. Thank you, Jeremy. I warned Jeremy about my pronunciation thing before the pod. So Nick Arison was there. I also um, work for the he, network that's team partners with the team, so I kinda gotta know the owner's yeah. name, you know. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Well he okay. was he was there and he went on to be part of the team that recruited all three players. So Wow. They were all getting buddy buddy in Japan. And Jeremy out. knows him. Jeremy Jeremy knows him. him. No, no. That's crazy. Yeah, Close and Jeremy and him friend, get coffee on the weekend. Oh my god, that's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. I, you guys went to Cabo together. Yeah, twice, you guys do karaoke twice weekly every week. we do yoga. Yoga. Yeah. <laughs> they do yoga hot boys. yoga together. Yes. <laughs> that's Tuesdays really and Thursdays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Me and Nick Harrison. <laughs> having a great time. So in order to make this trade happen there had to be some things set up years in advance that really don't look good all when you put them all together which is all three of them extended their initial contracts with their teams that drafted them um because they wouldn't have been able to come unrestricted free agents until 2007 but all all of them signed contracts that were shorter than what like a fan base might have expected for like a star that your team has drafted and they all signed the contracts in July of 2006 while they were all playing for Team USA for the same amount of years. So LeBron signed a three-year contract for two, in 2006 for about $60 million. Bosch signed a three-year contract for $63 million over, And then Wade signed a three-year contract for $43.2 million. So they all That's signed crazy. three-year contracts in the same month while they were all hanging out together in Japan. And then leading up to this time in 2010 where they could all join the Heat. Do you know together. how fucking believable this shit is? Because, like, <laughs> I go to Chicago with you bitches once and I'm like, I guess I'm moving here now. Yeah. That's literally what they did. That's Alex, exactly we hung out once in person and Alex is like, Sierra, what neighborhood do you think I'd like living in? 
that's, that's exactly all it what happened here. It's exactly yeah. the same thing. Oh it's my yes. God. They're in the romantic country of Japan playing basketball <laughs> yeah. with one another. Mm-hmm. Come yeah. on. You do the yeah. same. The Olympic Village. Come on. Hello. Wow. Wink, wink, wink. That's intimate. My, my real question Oopsies. actually continuously in this whole thing has been why did Mello not get the invite? Like that's been my question the whole time. Maybe they couldn't afford him. I mean, what was the cap yeah. space? Because that's my. Because that's always been my question. Is like I think it, he was a draft pick the same year, right? So theoretically, mm-hmm. any three of these dudes from the same draft class could have done the same thing. But I mm-hmm. think Mello signed like a max extension with Denver because he was like really good, and they were pretty good, and so it just yeah. made more sense for him to stay. But yeah. since the banana boat crew, quote unquote, like the real <laughs> friends didn't include Chris Bosh. It was Mellow, LeBron, Wade, and Chris Paul. Yeah. I was always so confused as to how Bosh is the one who ended up getting to win the championships in Miami and Mellow had to spend all those years getting beat down in New York. Like it was the yeah. It's possible yeah. that Mellow like had a sort of a savior complex though. Like he totally. he wanted to be the star in New York versus like maybe LeBron just wanted to fucking win. He was tired. That's like <laughs> the whole that's like the whole thing is all the ego yeah. of these guys, right? Because like imagine mm-hmm. being like Chris Bosch was like on pace. He was going to be the best Raptor ever for sure. Yeah. You know, at that point, and he was already great. And Dwayne Wade had already won a championship in Miami and had to say, "Yeah, LeBron, you come here and be the guy, and I'll be the sidekick." Mm-hmm. Like. And the first year, that's why they didn't win, because they couldn't really figure that dynamic out. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. and they got to a championship, even though they really never figured it out, because they were just so good at basketball and nobody else was doing this yet. Yeah. Like, there weren't yeah. all these other teams that had two or three stars. They were kind of the only yeah. one. Was this, like, the first iteration of, like, a super team? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why it yeah. was. That's why LeBron was so hated. Because it yeah. was, they used free agency, so it was the players doing it themselves. The first, mm-hmm. the real first super team was the big three in Boston, which was Ray Allen, Paul oh, Pierce, yeah. and mm-hmm. Kevin Garnett. But they got Ray yeah. Allen and Garnett through trades. Yeah. So all these dudes coming here, which technically were signing trades, like ultimately the Heat traded stuff to Cleveland. All these first round picks that like we don't talk about because poor cleveland oh. <laughs> anyway i'm not bitter it's fine no this is a podcast you can be a hater on this podcast yeah i don't want to hate the poor, the poor cleveland people who already have to yeah it's so okay on. i know it's Cleveland's really not good. worth the, the Cavs are kind of good this year so it's like heat four you can be mean i guess again they have the rock and roll hall of fame they have the all-star game <laughs> the city seems they, cool yeah. the browns all right we <laughs> yeah we're really trying to say some nice things hopefully dan gilbert's happy The money was set, the players were ready, and soon the big three was together in Pitbull's backyard. While they celebrated their new team, the rest of the league started pointing fingers. How could three major stars all end up together like this? So David Stern, after this happens, David Stern, then commissioner, says it's well within players' rights to, quote, talk to each other. Okay. Uh, According to the New York Times, Stern energetically encouraged LeBron to pick his own team during free agency and um we were talking about <laughs> Dan Gilbert's little love letter earlier he was fined $100,000 for publishing that by the league so I hope it was worth it I hope it was worth it <laughs> yeah uh yeah. chump change it's gotta be. worth it to him I mean yeah 
you if you have that much money i guess you pay a hundred thousand dollars to just rip lebron james a new one in public media to be right? able to call him the self-declared former king i think was well worth it yeah and like kind of insinuate that he's like gonna go to hell <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of yeah pretty blatant. I, I don't yeah. even really know what that means <laughs> i think i am gonna get that as like a nice print and frame I, for my wall. <laughs> I think that's really funny anyway producer emma just sent us a very um poignant pitbull quote which says you don't make mistakes Ooh. mistakes make you therefore they're him. mistakes that doesn't and it, just for everyone must stakes there is of course spelled m u stakes that's a representation of my yeah, people like right there must Miami make baby them, they <laughs> shout out pitbull dale that's 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 me yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible to not like pitbull cuz he is mr worldwide so <laughs> <laughs> Inside yeah. of me, there are two pit bulls. Aww. There's a little pit bull in all of us. A little puppy. So cute. I wish Pitbull would carry a little pit bull around with him all the time. Tiny one. I, it seems like a missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah like maybe we could genetically modify yeah, one. Yeah, right. Could just stay, stay like real small. That age. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Make him smaller. Why don't we just genetically <laughs> modify Pitbull? Pit a huge pit bull is holding time. a tiny. Make him look like a pit puppy. Bull. Who we've shrunken down. Okay. Like a mini okay. situation? <laughs> yeah. He's already oh, but Oh, my God. Yeah. So was Dr. Evil. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Don't. You know what, <laughs> Sierra? Don't talk to me about Dr. Evil in mini right now. Okay. okay? Yeah, everyone cork If it. you want to get out of this at a reasonable hour, don't start talking so to me about Dr. Gilbert gets fined a cool $100,000 for publishing his diary in the um, newspaper. According to the New York Times as well, the players had spoken openly of convening a, quote, free agent summit to discuss their plans even before free agency had formally opened. They conferred with each other throughout the process, which I, I like, I guess to me, that's not super shady. I guess. I don't know if you're if you already know you're going to do this shit with your friends. Obviously, you're going to be talking the whole time about it. Um, but <laughs> what surprise, surprise, <laughs> right. guess who has something to say about it? Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban says, I'm going to bring it up to the league that we really do have to reevaluate the pl- issue of player tampering. Um, that's what he told reporters over the weekend after the decision. So Mark Cuban's always got some shit to say. He's always got some Wait, shit to say. Wait, he's actually, you guys can't be mean to Mark Cuban. He's doing nice stuff. Have you guys heard about the yeah, nice he's stuff been doing, he's doing? Yeah. Is he really doing nice stuff? He's Right uh, now or at this time? Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's he making like a it so. Doing. Yeah, he's like slashing prescriptions prices for people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, Mark Cuban. Oh, hell yeah. I've actually, yeah, I mean, the only bad thing that's come out about him, besides the fact that he looks like the Papa John, has been that he had Mm -hmm. some problematic, like, work interactions, like maybe some work culture stuff. Yeah, Mark Cuban's a billionaire, so, like, in a day-to-day sense, is he probably super cool? Maybe not. That's true. I don't need to defend I don't have anything against Mark Cuban. Is he one of the better billionaires? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I don't have anything against Mark Cuban, but he always has. Oh, he really did during this time, too. We, oh. What's really wonderful, again, like the petty in Heat fandom, and and mind you, like, um, hey, we're into this now. For those of you who are uh, listening who don't know me, 
I, uh, I cover the heat now, but I grew up a big heat fan. And so I get to, luckily in my job, I kind of get to not pretend like I'm not a gigantic fan. And it's this really wonderful mix where I get to just kind of tell everybody like, hey, I've liked them forever. And nobody gets mad at me from the journalism (laughs) part of it. It's really cool. Um, So I get really lucky there. But uh, with that, the best part of (laughs) fandom is, is the petty that's been carried over from this era. So like heat against Mavericks is still something weirdly that heat fans get up for because they want Mark Cuban to be sad. Mm. Like only for those, re- like those types of reasons where it was really specific, wherever mm. Danny Ainge is, the heat want to beat that team. Like that. it's all of that type of stuff where it's really That's specific fun. comments that like circled around heat Twitter in 2011 that are still floated every time things like that are out there and it's it's the level of petty that i'm here for i love that yeah that's good stuff mm-hmm. my fans mm-hmm. seem like that's grudge great. holders and i respect that i wouldn't yeah it's like yeah might as well i mean i feel like yeah are there any fan i don't know if there's any like real forgive and forget fan bases out there but my yeah. fans seem to be pretty mm-hmm. far on the other end of the spectrum, which I respect. Oh, yeah. You guys, I feel like Denver's Denver. forgive and forget. I feel like Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. I feel like Denver Nuggets fans like they have the Broncos. Like they're they just are. now becoming basketball yeah. fans in that city. No, no. Yeah, I mean, I don't fair. even think it's mean. I don't think like when I, I don't lived there, nobody say. was like. Yeah, I don't even know if they true. really are. We love them. They were like, yeah, no, we have the Broncos and the Rockies. Like we don't, we do not care. Really? Yeah, they're like, I bought my car at John Elway Ford. So this is shocking to me. I know nothing of anything past the panhandle of Florida, so please inform me. <laughs> well, I bought playoff tickets to a Nuggets Blazers game for like a hundred fifty bucks, and they were like really close. So that's yeah. crazy. I know. Wow. I just don't give a shit over there. I just also don't think Denver is very good shit talkers. Like Blazers have now had a couple series with them, and it's just like eh, it's just <laughs> not that interesting, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that rivalry. Yeah, I, right. I don't know. Didn't they yeah. get beat up by the Suns and Four guy, or did they beat up the Suns and Four guy? Um, they beat up the Suns and Four guy. <laughs> they, I but missed, he won. Yeah, yeah he I won the, end. the origin of the Suns and Four. He guy. won. But he, I think he got right. beat up. Yeah, yeah. By Nuggets. I think fans. so. Am I remembering that right? I mean, Colorado's am like. I, country. Am I right? Colorado's <laughs> like. Um, I'm looking. At yeah. That. Oh, Emma's got it. Yeah. Like I said, they're all driving John L. Yeah, who was it? Thank you for all this information. <laughs> I'm so glad to make these sweeping generalizations oh, yeah. about the people of Colorado. The knowledge transfer is alive here. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any other fan bases we want to alienate? Um, or are there any fan bases? Um, something we have a couple. We have some Pacers fans yes. that listen to us. We have a lot. <laughs> Shout out Pacers. We always mm. give out. Megan Gailey was on the podcast recently. Yeah. She gave us. Um, some clout with we actually are fans. we've so got some pacers. really We're good pro pacers. Pacers. patrons that are podcast, pacers, even though peeps none of us are really pacers, pacers fans did not enjoy this huge... era yeah. of basketball probably no. <laughs> but we loved i loved lance stevenson he was fun loved uh... it was fun when he blew in lebron's ear yeah was that cute. was funny uh oh it turns out yeah. sons yeah. and four guy beat up the nuggets fan we had it backwards uh, okay oh, that's funny yeah okay that checks out yeah, a video of Suns fans fighting off two Nuggets fans, taking a cheap shot at him, that's went right. viral. The Suns fans additionally yelled, Suns and four. So that's embarrassing for Nuggets fans. Two of you can take down one Suns fan? The dude was and tall. He was yelling. If I remember correctly, the dude was tall. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. It, it would have taken two uh, guys. Those, I wouldn't really mess with that crew. Yeah. 
They're not fucking around there, you know, Arizona State kind of vibes. Um, yeah. Where are they fucking around? What fan base is fucking around? Easiest huh. to beat up. <laughs> yeah. Easiest uh, to beat up? Easiest to be- Ooh. Charlotte? Maybe. Um, yeah. Right? Charlotte, Maybe. right? Maybe not now because they're having more fun lately, but no. Well, now the only people who can afford the only people who can afford to go to Warriors games are like Ooh. tech nerds. So I don't know. I was gonna say <laughs> Because are we talking who's actually in the building or are we talking about the fan base? Because these are very different things across the country. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fan base. Fan base, yeah. Oh, we're not talking nosebleed jazz fans. Oh, Oh, yeah. Let's shut this down. (laughs) (laughs) I apologize to Charlotte. Ladies and gentlemen, the Utah Jazz. Uh, Honorable mention Oklahoma City. (laughs) Maybe, yeah. Where, what are we talking about right now? Um, Oh yeah, we we're talking oh, yeah. about Mark, Mark Cuban, Cuban. Always has something oh. to say. Um, someone who else who had something to say? <laughs> the ideal yeah. owner, to be honest. Someone else who had something to say? He's was great. Stephen A. Smith. Um, from an article that came out June 29th, 2010, Stephen A. Smith reported, "I got a call last night from a source, and I double checked it with another, and they told me essentially that LeBron James and Chris Bosh are going to tag team and go together and join Dwayne Wade in Miami. Around 10 o'clock last night or so, I heard the news and stayed up for a few more hours and made phone calls." And blah, blah, blah. And essentially, he just confirms, like, he knew this was going to happen. How, um, how uh, prior to it happening was that? So it was like days. And then it was, it was like 8th. a week okay. where all of the, yeah, because it was Jul- yeah, July 8th, 2010. So it was, yeah, it was like yeah. that little window where mm-hmm. Stephen A., who at one point was like super credible reporter and was at this point merging into what he is now. So it was like mm. that weird limbo yeah. Met him, he was where we didn't know Christmas. whether or not this was just, they needed it for first take or if it was real. And yeah. he was the only one who had it. Like he's the only mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Were rumors swirling at that point that like was, you know, when KD was getting ready to leave, it was like, maybe he goes here, maybe he goes here. Was it like LeBron might go to Miami or was Stephen A like truly it, like the for me, like this? for my experience, just like being on Twitter and watching ESPN and all that stuff that I was t- doing as a kid, it was Stephen A for sure was the first one who brought it up. Like it was mm-hmm. LeBron was going to the Bulls to be the next MJ. LeBron was going to the Knicks to save the Knicks. LeBron was staying in Cleveland. But it, it was not yeah. like there was LeBron to Miami was so not a thing until all of a sudden in a week it was done. It was everything. And it was like how yeah, that's the, the only part of me that going into this has me thinking maybe they didn't really plan it is like how could they have kept it so under wraps and then only a week before it all spills out this way. Mm-hmm. But if anyone could do it. Now that what we've learned. LeBron. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like for sure. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's a little drama queen. I honestly can't imagine LeBron so in Chicago. Weird. Like, what do you, what do you think that know. would have done to the MJ versus LeBron conversation? Do you think it would have eased it, or do you think it would have been like even more of a comparison thing? Like, if they both had played for Chicago, like, it'd have been he didn't more of a win deal. Immediately, it would have just ended it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. God, I well, almost wish that happened been, then, because that's what I'm sick of hearing that. fans would have been ruthless. Whoa, remix. Had he not, I think. Yeah. I'm sorry. True. I don't think they could handle, like, and a new person like, replace MJ like that. So that would have hurt been, them. They would have been great. Like, that would have been a really, really good... Derrick Rose won the MVP Contenders, over LeBron. Yeah. Like, that year in, in Miami. Yeah. 
Like it was, they were, would have been a great young team. That's like they probably would have won championships. And so that's the part that's, mm-hmm. yeah, I would have loved to see how different those fan bases would have handled it too. I mean, it's crazy. Real happy it went away. A LeBron James Chicago <laughs> Bulls jersey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is so funny. Yeah. The idea. Of I that can't imagine is it. Hilarious to me. Yeah, I'm really into that. Um, but Jeremy, you you were saying, you know, that the the nobody knowing about it is maybe something that would convince you that this didn't actually happen, which is a great segue into our favorite part of the podcast. I don't know if you know about this, but we like to play a little game. It's called crime or conspiracy theory. So what's going to happen is everyone has to decide in your head if you think this is a crime, which in this case means you think the three of them planned this years in advance, set their contracts up so it would all expire at the same time, they could all go to the heat, or you think it's a conspiracy theory and you you think this just happened to happen in this summer and LeBron and it all just cards fell and everything happened kind of cool above the books. So we have a little theme song we'll do and then I'll call your name and you can say what your answer is. Are we ready? Yes. Ready. Because it's time for everyone's favorite game. Crime or conspiracy Jeremy. Crime. Anything you say if you want. Ashton. Crime. Alex. Crime. And I'm going to go crime. That's four oh, crimes. Oh, oh, oh. Crime alert. <laughs> that was the cops. The cops are here. Yeah, this 100% happened for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my God. We, the contract's lining up. It's too, it's oh, yeah. too they coincidental. Have, they, they couldn't have been more obvious about it. I guess it's not obvious when you're not looking for it, but it's one of those things that you're like in retrospect, you're like, yeah, because oh, it's yeah. funny, like <laughs> Jeremy was saying at the, you know, I remember I like watched the decision and everything and I, I was all into it, but I do not ever remember being like, oh yeah, it's going to be the heat, like at all in my head at all. So Mm-mm. it's funny that now we're like, oh yeah, this yeah. was, Duh. you know, Usually the writing's on the wall. Yeah. Emma's saying crime in four, which that. is funny. Crime, crime in four. I just love the, the way that they set it up too, because I do think that there's like, there are some right things that fell into place. Like if, if the draft had gone differently and the Heat had Derrick Rose instead of Michael Beasley, like they're probably not the team that's willing to move all of these pieces to, yeah. they could have gone anywhere. Like, it wasn't yeah, always right. necessarily going to be Miami, but I do think yeah. they definitely set it up so that they could all control the ability to be together if they wanted to. Not necessarily that it was yeah. going to happen for sure. And that's actually like the only quote that I know is Dwayne Wade saying that even the night of the decision, he was nervous LeBron was going to go back to Cleveland. Like even the night of the decision, he wasn't totally sure. Wow. I don't know that I totally I believe that. it. That's theater. I don't, mm-hmm. That's it, cinema. Imagine Dwayne Wade sitting in his house with Chris Bosh with a nice bottle of wine open, just hoping <laughs> that LeBron's going to say South Beach. And then yes. <laughs> and then it's the is, captions and it rolls up. Yeah, because right. their either. sound doesn't work right. either. Because they're at top of the hill as well. I'll just hang so, out yeah. North Carolina. Yeah, they were there too. <laughs> Weird <laughs> enough. Crazy. Is there one? of the three 
that Miami fans hold most dear. Dwayne Wade. Yeah, not close. Hmm. Not close. Yeah, yeah, he's our guy. Um, Fair. Yeah. Because also, like, makes sense. it's the combination of he's the quote-unquote he life where we forget about that brief dalliance in Chicago and that other city. Oh, yeah. That um, was random as hell. Yeah, we don't we don't talk about it. Um, no one acknowledges it. It's Photoshop. <laughs> uh, but because of that, like, other than that, he's, you know, heat lifer, the whole thing, stand on the scorer's table, Dwayne Wade's house. Mm, yeah. And he's also, like, done amazing things in the community. He's just amazing mm-hmm. father, like, all these incredible things. So he's, yeah. we love Dwayne Wade. We're pro Dwayne Wade. We're like, yeah. what was the episode cool we did again? On whether or not he faked an injury oh, that's in yeah. 2008. Whether or not he met Gabrielle Union before or after he divorced his first wife. Yeah. That was the real conspiracy. No, and then the other one where he broke up with her for like a week and then he had a baby with someone else. Are you serious? I forgot about that. It happens to the best of us. I don't remember that at (laughs) all. It happens. We've Uh all done that. I definitely got someone pregnant. Yes, it's happened a couple (laughs) times before. Oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. Isn't that crazy that oh that god. may or may not have happened? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's like, can we stop <laughs> the face thing? Can we stop? Thanks. Well, Jeremy so, was nice to have you. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, really, I do know a lot about Miami and it. Yeah. It's, it's refreshing because I didn't have to do any research for this. I just kind of shut yeah. up and thank you so much for that. Yeah, usually we uh, do extensive. Me and Alex do a lot of research usually. Uh, we yeah. don't just kind of show up and then say, what's the doc called again? And yeah, where is I have, it? I didn't just yeah, what it episode are we recording today? I have a fact that's going to really just punctuate just how much of a nerd that I was during this time oh, um, and how obsessed I was with this Big Three era, okay? Mm-hmm. End of the Big Three era my freshman year of college, I've met my now, now fiance, then girlfriend of about five months. Okay. Okay. The Heat are playing the Indiana Pacers in the Eastern Conference Finals. She's come over to hang out with me and my friends. We're just hanging out in my bedroom afterward, talking. I'm looking at my phone, talking about tweets about LeBron, whatever, but we're just having casual conversation and I say, I love you for the very first time to her. And her response was, are you talking to me or LeBron? <laughs> That's so cute. I love that. We're engaged oh now. Yeah. Oh my God. You were like, LeBron. LeBron. It was LeBron. Let's be real. It was LeBron oh, at the time. Did I say that out loud? Yeah. I was talking to LeBron. Yeah. Ooh, whoops. Wait, wait. Were talking. your friends in the room? No, this is like after okay. after oh, the okay. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, Post. Okay, okay, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. group I love home. you, Sash. Yeah, we're just all, we're just rapping. <laughs> you know? Hey, guys, I just want to let you know I love my girlfriend. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I mean, I just wanted you guys to know. <laughs> Unnecessary pot shot at Chance the Rapper. <laughs> we're pro wife guy on this podcast. Yeah, we are pro wife guy. We, we are, are pro wife guy. Yeah, we're wife guys. <laughs> of course, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, congrats to Jeremy yeah. on becoming a wife guy here soon. Yeah, yeah. soon enough. Thanks. You're joining the ranks of wife guys. Uh, Dwayne Wade, wife guy. Can wife guy. Yeah, I think he's now a wife. Several guy. times. Several times. Over. Yeah, multiple times a wife guy. <laughs> yeah. That's a you can fair do it more than once. thing to say. Anybody can. Yeah, you can do it. Anybody yeah. can be anything these days. You can, can be anything these days. That's you successfully complete your first marriage and you move on to the second one. Isn't that the yeah. goal? Is it's called <laughs> leveling up. <laughs> once? 
good. Well, Jeremy, thanks for gracing us with your heat knowledge and also putting yeah. up with our buffoonery. Um, what what are you working on? Where can people find you? Hey. What, plug free plug time. Woo! Thanks. Uh, <laughs> so you can find me. Uh, well, all of my stuff. I'm always tweeting all the time. Too much. Hell yeah! Me, no, I think you have me. a good Twitter. Thanks. Uh, it's at Jeremy Tache. Uh, last name is T A C H E. Um, you can follow me there. I'll be tweeting out everything that I do. But right now, the best thing that you guys could possibly do for me is go to wherever you listen to podcasts. I know that this podcast exists and that there are divert your ears here first. Everything that happens here, listen to it first. But then if you want, you can also listen to Miami Miked Up which is my podcast. No, listen to him at the same time. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, so you just can't Actually, Ashton was on an episode. Either. So if you want, you could really, you could just try to see if you can match her voice mm-hmm. to her voice on yeah. two separate podcasts. Yeah. Actually, if you Sync listen to up, that yeah. episode and this one at the same time, it will reveal who was actually on the grassy knoll <laughs> that one fateful day. <laughs> no. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, go, 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 no. Go yeah, to the... date this podcast, today's wordle of the day. No, no, <laughs> no, no, uh, no. Yeah, but flagrant, flagrant listeners, if you guys are looking to get into Jeremy's podcast, just start with the episode that Ashton's in. Mm-hmm. It's like you're dipping your toes, and you can jump right in. There you go. Um, Miami and that's Mike the general Dave. general interview Miami style Dub, baby. is like the conversation that we had. Yeah. So lots yeah. of fun. Blast to be on. So thanks. I appreciate yeah. it. Lots mm-hmm. of fun athletes on there. I, I Tyler Hero said that thing about being in the same conversation with Luke yes. that on my podcast. You've gotten That was really... you. That was me. Yes, dude. So, dude, hell yeah. Crazy. I don't know why you're you Tyler Hero. Yeah, I'm Tyler Hero. <laughs> you? Yeah, it's me. It's me, Tyler Hero. Guys, it's me, Tyler Hero. It's me. Guys, it's me, Tyler Hero. I'm Tyler. Okay, do some punching so I can know for sure. If... Oh, yeah, that's Tyler Hero. That's it, <laughs> that's... right? Actually, you all kind of uh, look like Tyler uh, Hero. You got to have the uh, overbite a little bit. Man, um, I... <laughs> I love Tyler. I love that guy. He is like he's wonderful. Every time I've ever seen content dream. I'm a fan. Yeah. Like and so nice yeah. to everybody. I'm pro hero. You Aww. should see the way oh, yeah. the every game it's crazy. There are like droves of teenagers. Like teenage girls, teenage guys, just mm-hmm. teenagers freaking out before the game for this guy. And it is so bizarre to watch because I like have never felt more washed in my whole life. Like ever, yeah, yeah. so washed. Oh, it's five years yeah. younger than me. It's crazy. A bunch of teenagers God. and a shoulder above them. <laughs> Sierra, just sort of looking and staring. <laughs> <laughs> I put like mascara year, on for this. Yeah. She says a year ago or whatever. When that picture of Tyler Hero as a girl was going around Twitter, I had more than one person, including Ashen, send it to me and be like, this kind of looks like you. And I was like, I'll never forget that. <laughs> That's, I'm going to hold on to that forever. That's we need to find that photo. Incredible. We need to find side to side photos. And we will. We'll, we'll get it in there. Um, Ashton and Alex, where can people find you on Twitter? Well, Ashton else. and me have our joint account now. It's called yeah. Lil, Lil Bowel Hicks, which isn't what you think it is. <laughs> It's not what you think it is. Little vowel. It's not. Oh my god. But it is there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm at Al Hicks on Twitter. Um, that's where I'm at. I'm at. Uh, oh no, I'm not Ashton. I'm at little underscore butts on Twitter. I didn't know my thing thing for a second. 
<laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Sierra Mountains. It's Sierra, like the singer mountains, like the geological formation. More importantly, find us at Flagrant Files for podcast stuff, Flagrant Mag for magazine and more basketball stuff. Join us on Patreon. We do lots of cool things. We're starting, well, by this time this comes out, we've already done it, but we're doing a book club. Uh, we have a Discord server that's <laughs> a ton of fun. So if you guys want to get in on that, it's Flagrant, or no, patreon.com slash Flagrant Mag. Um, subscribe to our newsletter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So wow. comes out every Tuesday. Comes out every Tuesday. How about that? How about that? You like emails? We're gonna yeah. give you one every week. You like web-based chain good. letters? <laughs> Do you like sending stuff to your grandma? Yeah. Do you like reading like stuff when you're on mail? the toilet? We don't really do that, but that's cool too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we don't do that. No. Actually, do you we like do pina coladas. Patrons get mail. For me personally. Oh, oh yeah. That's my right. horrible little chicken scratch. Oh yeah. yeah. like, and I'm always like, please don't repost this note. <laughs> yeah. If you want to see Ashton's third grader handwriting, subscribe to us on Patreon. <laughs> um, that's all for me, folks. Feeling good? Thanks for coming, Jeremy. Thanks. So, was Miami's Big Three planned years in advance, or was it a spur-of-the-moment decision? I don't know. Don't ask me. Why don't you go ask Mark Cuban? I'm sure he has something to say about it. Flagrant Pod is brought to you by the same all-star squad behind Flagrant Magazine and is produced by Emma Waitman. The opening theme was created by Janet Blackwell and John Masinski, who you can find on Instagram at Janet M. Blackwell and at b.lakemusic. If you like what you hear, subscribe to the pod and leave us a rating and review. And if you don't like what you hear, keep it to yourself. Until next time, stay flagrant.